0: This is Courtney. This is Kimberly. You are
1: listening to the show within the show. Living on the L edge. Come live with us. We're talking about the road to recovery and sobriety and how to vibe and maintain a happy and healthy lifestyle.
0: Hey, welcome to the Silver Vibes podcast. And we are in Living on the L edge today. It's the show within the show with myself and my sister. You are listening to episode 156. And we are gonna chat about staying sober
1: through the holidays. Sister, hello. Yo, Courtney, Michelle. Mm -hmm. What's up?
0: Oh nothing. Just drinking a little hot
1: water with honey. Ew.
0: (laughs) Why? Because in the wintertime, I crave warmth. So this fall, well, fall, sorry. Okay. So in the fall time and winter time, in the colder <coughs> months, sister, I like to, I crave warmth. So I just drink some hot water with some honey or lemon. So I don't drink 25 cups of coffee and then f- call you by 2 p.m. in hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: I'm having coffee right now, getting yeah. prepped for the day.
0: Right. I mean, I I like, there's a chill in my bones. You sounded like dad. Dad said that to me the other day, too. He was FaceTimed us. He's like, what are you drinking? And then asked why. He asked me why.
1: Well, I mean, I get it. I just have never heard you say I'm having some hot water with honey. That's new. A rock and roll, bro.
0: Yeah, well, I like to do the honey, too, because for allergies, because I don't want whatever the fuck you have going on with your allergies at 50.
1: dude. <laughs> i'm 44 asshole listen they're brand new i can't deal i don't understand you saw my first allergy attack last year when we were going to florida and it was a fucking nightmare yeah. and then i just experienced one and my boss sent me home because my eyes wanted to stop watering and he pretty much was like i need you just to go home and get some, like go to the drugstore and fix whatever is happening to your life yeah uh, well, and you did I tried, so yeah, we're back, we're fine. I, but I didn't know you could develop allergies in your forties. But so this is cool. Great,
0: yeah, yeah, I yes, you can. So I just I get the honey from the apple orchard next door, local. I, yeah, because uh, that that I've heard when I because I started getting allergies a couple of years back too, not to the severity like you do, not with that eye watering <laughs> bullshit where you got goobers in your fucking your (laughs) eyes but so i've done i do the local honey trick yeah lit i I love love it so other than that kim we're trucking right along our merch is available merch is up Merch is up. Okay, listen. In real talk, Kim and I are do recording this podcast on 11-11. Manifest some shit today, Kim. And after we record this, we're going to put the finishing touches on the merch. When this airs this Thursday, you guys will be able to buy some Living on the L-Edge merch which this podcast airs on the 16th. So it will be available for Living on the ledge merch, and I will have some Sober Vibes merch within the next week or two following the release of this podcast.
1: Yeah. So but most importantly, that Living on the l because, like, yes.
0: Yes, because and Kim has to approve, because last time we talked, I believe she said that she wasn't going to have us looking like nerds.
1: No, I'm not. You leave it up to my sister and we'll all be looking like dipshits. <laughs> I'm not having it. Yep, yeah, it's Saturday, guys, we've had a great day so far. Busy, 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 keeping it moving. And here we are. So we're going to talk about that time of year. I think what Christmas is 46 days away. We got a big one coming up Thanksgiving and just how to keep your peace through the holiday season and protect your energy, and stay sober.
0: Yeah, I ha- and this comes from, I mean, I, I'm going to do a solo episode about it, but I wanted to get your opinion on it. And I'm sure we've done them over the couple of the years, but it's always a good reminder because this is a very trying time for people. And this comes from um, a person asked the other day on the Ask Me Anything Mondays on the Sober v- Vibes page in the Instagram stories. She had asked, she was like, oh, I'm I'm two months sober. like." what do I do with the holidays? And I told her, I said, everything you've done so far to get you to this point, you're going to continue to do through the holidays. And if you need to take a knee on some of these invites, take a knee.
1: Take a knee. Uh, Courtney and I have taken a uh, many knees um, on holidays. I have spent, as my sister, I mean, now she's, you know, she married and she's a mom. So like, we're changing the narrative kind of of our holiday tradition. But The holidays weren't fun for us for a long, long time. It was a lot of trauma around the holidays. And so it was very chaotic. So now for us, the holidays are a happy time. And we also have established boundaries of what we are going to do and what we are not going to do. And so I rock with Courtney over the holidays because it's just like chill and there's no expectations and it's not triggering. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that's something that I started developing on, you know, when Matt and I, and, and, and when I first started dating Matt and then even more so into when I got sober, because that is, you start looking at holidays and you're like, when you're not drinking, you're like, Oh, has this all, that's when you start looking at your family dynamic. If you're in one and you're like, Oh, Okay.
1: <laughs> Yeah, bizarro world.
0: Yeah, this is goddamn bizarre. And I don't want to take part of it. I don't want to be a part of it anymore. Like, and I just want to start doing my own thing. So do your own thing, you know, and it's okay to not attend events if it's you're feeling uneasy that day. I mean, really, you got to wake up and listen to your inner compass and be like, is this the best situation to put myself in? And it's okay to, to cancel last minute for your
1: own peace yep cancel last minute do whatever you need to do i mean for courtney and i let's take thanksgiving for example what a trash holiday we hate I mean, it. we hate thanksgiving we have hated
0: thanksgiving for like for probably since we i was seven i don't know we've hated thanksgiving for a long time because it's the worst
1: yeah the food is gross like all the fixins, like, ugh. and just like what the holiday's based on. It's never sat right. Like I've always hated Thanksgiving. I hate the whole like show of it. And yeah. So I think what, Courtney and I are just like, you know, over the years, it's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. I think her husband's going to whip up some lobster rolls and like, we're going to just have like a, a smorgasbord and hang out like, you know, but not, not go in on the whole, like not participate and waste a bunch of money and, and try to do the most for something that we're like not even into.
0: Yeah. And as our hatred grew (laughs) to Thanksgiving, our distaste (laughs) for it, it's also to all of what Kim said. And then we also worked in the service industry for many, many, many years. Kim still does, but having that night before Thanksgiving, Kim, I think you said when you moved to Colorado, it really wasn't that big of a thing like it was in Pure Michigan.
1: No, the night people were, I'd, I'd be in like Colorado, would be the night before Thanksgiving and be like, who's going out? Like, what are we doing? And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, and Denver's so transient, like people would leave, you know, for the holidays. And I'm just like, I don't, like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So definitely, I i don't know if where you live <laughs> the good people of the world if it's a big thing but in- it's the
1: biggest bar night of the year in Michigan like yes. people go hard so there were a lot of thanksgiving that Courtney and I would show up to and would be so hungover like we couldn't even see straight and then to have to like try to eat that disgusting food that we hated anyways it was just not good i mean that was by your own self doing but we just thanksgiving no
0: thanks no thanks I have to say, we need to start being honest about what this holiday is. <laughs> they need to start retelling the story in these schools of of Thanksgiving. But, anyways, that's for another day. I think we talked about this last year. For I think we talked about this, but little refresher of just getting to know Kim and I. So, holiday season really is it's upon us, and and that is is you. When it comes to your sobriety journey and specifically answering this woman's question, you can't let the holiday take away your power, right? Like you can't let any given Tuesday take away your power. So it's no different when these holidays come up. You cannot let it take away your power just because it's, quote unquote, a holiday.
1: Snap, sister. You get a snap from me. Thank you. Big facts. Courtney's spitting bars today. Excuse us.
0: Right. I'll have that as the board on the Silver Vibes Instagram page for this. <laughs> but it's but it's true. Like It's just like you have to really look at it like that and be like, what is, what is it worth of having a cup of cocktails on a Thanksgiving, New Year's, Christmas, whatnot? You're still going to wake up the next day and feel like a bag of dicks because you let the holidays take
1: away your power. Mhm. Yep. So whatever you need to do to not if you put yourself in a family dynamic that's triggering and you're not strong enough in your recovery yet, you know, you might have to make up your own traditions for a while while you're healing and getting better and stronger in your recovery and just, you know, put down a boundary that this is not this is not the year for me and I'm going to catch on the next one. And you know, I, a lot of people too. I hear. Well, I'm going to be all alone and blah blah blah. Well, all alone's okay. It's better than dead. It's better than dead. Because yeah. what if, like, you put yourself in a triggering situation and you start get yourself on a little bender? Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people relapse. They don't come back from that. So it's like it's all relative. And you know, you you can find joy in doing things and, and just taking solace and saying, uh, "This is this is for me." And it's okay. And there are people out there, if you want to go do something or engage in something, there's, there's things to do. You just have to get like creative. Yeah. You cause like it. I said, we've spent a lot of holidays like alone and it was just cause life circumstance and it's okay. It's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. I, again, it's, I, I have to look at it. You got to look at it when you do have that clarity. It, it really is another day. Like, you know, I, that's just how, that's how I look at these holidays. Cause I feel like there's too much pressure and maybe it was just because we were really conditioned to be young.
1: <laughs> we young were and- conditioned pieces of shits around the holidays. It was not good. So I we're and you know, we're not trying to sound like callous or hard, but like Cause you know, people like, I love Christmas yeah. now. Yeah. I didn't used to, but cause it was a traumatic time of year, but I, now I like it and I enjoy it. And that's because I now approach it different and approach it with a healthy mindset and some actual joy. But there is a lot of pressure around the holidays and it's, there's too much pressure already in the world. So like this year, don't, you don't have to engage in the pressures of, the holidays, you know what I mean? Like, and then the economy's all fucked up right now. So like, even with like the gift giving and any of that, you know, I remember when I was out of jail and I got out of jail in November and then the holidays were like here and I was short on money. It was stressful, but you know, you can be creative or acts of kindness, acts of service, like everything doesn't have to be about like, just like gift giving and like, uh, You know, capitalism and buying this shit. Like, that's how they have us conditioned, and just like being present and being your good to yourself. And that is, if that's all you can do, that's like a gift to yourself and a gift to the people who love you because it's what's going to keep you healthy and sober. So you just take the pressure out of it. You know, I really stand by that. And it's like, don't be hard on yourself and just do what you can do. Like, you know, and fuck Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's my my most
0: favorite holiday is Halloween. Mm. The best. (laughs) Oh man, I love I love Halloween simply because that is the the one holiday that, from our upbringing, Kim does not have any negativity, no traumatic events. I never thought about that. That is why I fully embrace it. Like, we just had such a great month of October. Like, I could have, I mean, I did. I cried a couple times taking CJ trick-or-treating and watching him and, like, those, his neighbors. Like, just, I mean, he's got these neighbors conditioned, that little dictator.
1: <laughs> yeah, that little dude, He's got them wrapped around his finger. I mean, shit, I was crying at the Halloween and I wasn't even there watching him, like, I can't wait for next year. Oh. Uh, get- To watch him like just rule the neighborhood, bro.
0: Rule the neighborhood. It was just so cute with that one couple when they're like, we got you something. We were hoping you would stop by. So yeah, so I just love Halloween. That is why I love Halloween. It's it's fun and there's no pressure. And, you know, it comes to a simple, simple thing of it's, it's, it's just a fun.
1: Candy and costumes. Right, right. Who can go wrong? And it's not like. All like, like centered around drugs or drinking, and green bean casseroles. <laughs> no, fuck me, dude. Fucking, fuck, disgusting. <laughs> or breaking a fucking poor turkey's wishbone? Like, I, like, good God, I don't eat meat, y'all. So, like, that was like, that was that's too much. Like, who wants to break the wishbone? Like, uh, good God, that was somebody's bone. <laughs> that's disgusting. I always wanted to break the break the <laughs> Like you can have it, dude. I don't even want to break it. It's yours. You fucking win, right? I I think we I think we summed up
0: on you know to keep how to stay sober and sane through the holidays and and it is and that's why i started baking cookies you know i i have i've shared this many times when i got sober i went back to shit that i used to love doing when i was a kid and baking was one of them and so when the holidays came up because i was at that time when i first got sober i was working in a pain clinic making 12 dollars an hour so i Jeez didn't up. have so i didn't have a lot of money around Christmas and I that's why I started baking cookies and just giving them to our parents and siblings and the kids because that's what I could afford to do
1: Mm -hmm. yeah they made them with love
0: right and that's the whole thing it's like you know the the intention and and the love and what you can financially do I just you know, again, we've used this word a lot in this, in this podcast, but Kim and I were always conditioned with, with spending lots of money on, on gift that in our family unit. And then, and it's a hard thing to break, it's a hard thing to end that cycle and break it, break up with it when that was all you knew for so many years. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Jesus Christ, that was like, I had to go through the same thing. I mean, these types of conditionings, Are embedded and rooted into people's families.
1: Yeah. I mean, but the deal was, it wasn't reciprocated. And it's like, you're, you know, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. The holidays. So we're, (laughs) we're changing some, we're ending some generational trauma here. And I'm going to ride Courtney's coattails on her uh, family unit because they're fun and there's no pressure. And it's not like, it's not a facade. Like it's, it's actually just like vibing and being yourself and no expectations. Like you can just go and just be yourself and feel at home and not feel weird and like awkward. So Mm -hmm. I encourage all of you to, if you don't want to go anywhere and make your own, make your own tradition at home. You know, if you're in a 12 step program, there's meetings. I know on Thanksgiving, there's a uh, gratitude meetings, you know, call up. If you need to schedule an extra session with your therapist for the week of the holidays around Thanksgiving or Christmas, like do that. So it's like setting yourself up for success and having mm-hmm. a plan, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe letting like a best friend know or someone in the program or a coworker. Hey, at this day, I might be like, a little long. Do you mind if I give you a call just to like tap in, you know, and people who care about you and love you like all about it. So just, just have a plan, you know, on Christmas, I love going to the movies. Like I used to go to the movies by myself and go catch a flick and just having a plan just because you're not participating or maybe you're at your point in sobriety where no one wants to fuck with you right now because they're still a little resentful about, you know, people have boundaries up towards you and you're having to earn trust. You know, give them a call, send them a Christmas card, like let people know you're doing okay because you have to continue to show up for people to drop their guard. I mean, if it's a hard boundary and they don't want to fuck with you, I get it. But, you know, you still show up. For yourself yeah, and people are gonna, you know, and then make a phone call or send a text. So people know like you're at, if you're at home alone, you're sober, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's about like gaining trust. So definitely like have yourself a plan. And I just really urge everyone not to like spiral and like, you know, self-sabotage and victimize themselves that they're not doing usually what they're quote unquote supposed to be doing for the holidays because what in the fuck are we really supposed to be doing anyways I mean do what you can and what works best for you right period
0: And I have to say, during that time, the week of Thanksgiving, Inside the Fix, that is our online community with meetings, Leah will be doing a meeting that night before Thanksgiving at 7.30, and then Kimmy, your your meeting is that Sunday at noon. And then also to that Friday, the 24th, if you're listening to this in real time, I am doing a free workshop on self-sabotage.
1: Ooh, Mm -hmm. nice, Mm -hmm. sister.
0: yeah, so there and I ch- I chose to do it that day after Thanksgiving. That was planned, y'all. That was planned. That was yeah. pur- purposely in the books that way because it is a way for you to come and connect and to listen to my tips and be like, all right, all right, I'm gonna fucking keep trucking through this weekend.
1: Yeah, so, and, and everything's gonna be okay. It's like you know, really is one day at a time, and just do your best and. Find joy in the little things and, you know, start some new traditions for yourself. And just, like I said, have a plan. Have a plan.
0: Okay. I actually take that back that Wednesday, the 22nd inside the fix. That is actually me lately in that that meeting the night before Thanksgiving, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The fix is $35 a month. You can cancel at any time. Come join it. Check it out for, check it out for a month. Use it. That's what it's there for. So, Kimmy, this is a great transition to our stories in the street segment. And I th- I can't remember for the life of me if I've shared the story on the podcast.
1: <laughs> we'll spell it. Which one
0: is it? No, oh, it just makes me giggle each time. So my last Christmas, my last Christmas party that my last Christmas party that I was still drinking at. My sister,
1: uh, by the way, loved a good holiday party, y'all. I loved it.
0: it. I fucking loved Christmas parties and just getting blacked out drunk where I would then dry heave for like three days after. So this is the last thing I remember before I B-O'd, okay? I was sitting there talking with one of us. <laughs> I was sitting there talking with one of the owners at the bar I used to work at. There was a couple different, there was, there was a few owners and this one, he was, he was, he thought it was funny, but however, I still said it to this man. This one, I had a relationship of like, there was joking around There was like, no, me too. I don't want anyone to think it was that type of relationship. Okay. And i before the last thing the last thing i said to him was do you like blowies
1: (laughs) then you blacked out and didn't know his answer i think he probably said yes no our friend bod told me (laughs) she was standing
0: and then I, after that, I asked him that. That's when Matt was like, we're leaving. <laughs> Matt was there? Yeah, Matt was at that party. Wow. Anyways, Bod told me the next day that he just like his like face lit up and was like, Courtney.
1: Anyway, he not know. Would you like to tell the good people what a blow he is, Courtney? A blowjob. I asked. My,
0: one of my owners, a person who employed me, if he liked blowies, it's just, it's ridiculous, right? So that is my stories for the street holiday edition. (laughs) But like, here's the thing. And I, you're, you're going to share yours. I'm sharing this because we have to look back at our actions in our you know, and you're, you're drinking or alcohol days. And you really have to look at them when these memories come back up to you. Is that a moment that I should let take me down and be shameful? Or can I look at it and have a little giggle and be like, that really wasn't that it wasn't that bad. Because you really have to look at a lot of situations differently instead of all letting them pile up and be like, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, and then feel like a bag of shit for days upon days, right? So I just want, if you are needing to listen to this today, go through like your own inventory of situations like that and be like, is that really something I really need to keep in my backpack? Or is this something I can laugh and release? And I encourage you to do that. Look at some of these situations. Of course, there's going to be situations, you know, me waking up in a hospital where it's like that one's still a little bit hard to digest even off of these years because it was like, I put myself in such a dangerous situation, right? So just, just... release some things that you're carrying around in your backpack that you no longer need to carry about because they can be laughable moments. I want to share with you today about a new product that I love. Sober Vibes and Exact Nature have a shared mission, helping you get sober and thrive. Exact Nature's healthy, all natural CBD products can help. They're made for changes in mood, focus, cravings, and sleep that can be a part of getting sober. Founded by a father and son, both in addiction recovery, they know these challenges firsthand and have created a line of products to amplify the hope in your journey. Exact Nature offers oils, soft gels, gummies, and creams, detox for cravings, serenity for calm and focus, and Z's for better sleep. There are thousands of CBD products on the market, but only Exact Natures are made for those of us in recovery. I'm a big fan of the Serenity. For 20% off your order, use code SV20 for 20% off your order at exactnature.com. That is E-X-A-C-T-N-A-T-U-R-E.com. The link will also be in the show notes below. You can use that code now and all year long. It's time to start feeling your best self and you can learn more at exactnature.com. Again, the link is in the show notes. I strongly recommend CBD to help you along your sobriety and recovery journey.
1: Exact Nature now offers free shipping on all orders. Oh my God, I just, that just, uh, reminded me of a story from a Thanksgiving and when you said waking up in a hospital okay here's one where I kind of was ashamed for a little while but then I obviously forgave myself and got over it when I was very concerned about why nobody in Denver was going out for the night before Thanksgiving I decided that I was going to bring Michigan to Denver and let everyone know what was up? So I walked, I got done with work and went over like across to the local bar. And people were just and I probably ruined everyone's Thanksgiving. I don't know. But I started buying everyone was just like, Yeah, I gotta, you know, go home, like gonna go do the family stuff tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what do you pretty much like? What do you pussies mean? Like back home, we do x, y and z, and we still make it to Thanksgiving, like you'll be fine. So Me, the crowd hyper, like bullying everyone to stay out and drink and like buying shots, like losing my mind and then hitting up the dealer for some blow and just passing out blow like it was fucking the wishbone at Thanksgiving. And so whatever. The last thing I remember was uh, paying my bar tab that was $600 because I was the crowd hyper and just getting everyone just rocked. And I, the next thing I know is I'm waking up in Denver Health because on my way home, they had like this paddy wagon that goes around the city and it'll p- pick you up and take you to detox. Yeah. Well, I woke up on Thanksgiving Day in detox and I didn't know how I got there, but obviously I was too drunk to be walking the streets and I didn't have my jacket and I just had like a hospital gown on and my pants. And when you get released from detox, you get released with everything you have. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have nothing. I had a fucking giant bruise on my neck. I don't know what that was from. And I had to walk from Denver Health all the way fucking home to Capitol Hill in a hospital gown. Do you know how (laughs) good? And I fucking was like, oh my God. Like I was panicked. Here's what I was panicked about. It's the holidays and I need to get on the phone with my family to tell everybody happy Thanksgiving. But I didn't have a phone. So I had to go home and pick up some money and then go get a burner phone. Obviously I changed out of my hospital gown, but walking through those streets in a hospital gown, nobody stopped and asked me if I needed anything or needed a ride. <laughs> like it was fucking weird. And I was just like so hung just walking like. And that wasn't even my rock bottom, guys. Like, nope. And I went home and changed into a jacket and went and picked up a burner phone and went back home and pretty much sat in the dark in shame and hung over his fuck on Thanksgiving. And my boyfriend at the time was pissed because <laughs> I, went, I went off the grid for 24 and he had our dog at the time thank god god bless him or my dog would have been home all night alone and i finally got hit him on the burner and he's like where in the fuck is your phone and i tell him the story and i got disinvited to thanksgiving and just got a plate put on my fucking front porch mm. and sat in shame for probably 3 days and just like embarrassed and hiding and yeah and then i got over it and Hit the streets again, and and ended up in detox like two more times.
0: Yeah, there was one time somebody called me because you had lost your phone, and they had called me and told me that they had your phone. <laughs> Some stranger, and then, but I think was they, it? I think they returned it back to you at, at one of the places you worked at at that during that time. But you were definitely you were in detox, so I don't know if that was night before Thanksgiving or a different time. But why do you keep
1: saying burner phone like you're a spy? Because <laughs> I had to pick up a burner. And I had a burner because I was selling drugs back then.
0: <laughs> oh, God, a burner phone.
1: Do they even still make those? They make, there's an app if you want a burner line. So uh, you, can, like, you can call people from a burner line and then you can like burn the number. So there's no trace of nothing. Mm, just just in in case you ever need to get a hold of somebody oh my
0: god (laughs) (laughs) all the things that you learned on this on this the show within the show well yeah so but that's but how did you get over that's the thing it's like is that one of those things that you lived with for a long time of of guilt I mean clearly we're laughing about it now but how long did it take you to laugh about that
1: I mean, a long time because it was embarrassing. Like, and I was a very prominent bartender in the city. So I was mortified and I'm walking through town where it's like rich people live. And then I'm like, dude, come on, you know, the places that I worked. And it's like, if one of my clientele like sees me walking in a fucking hospital gown, like. Courtney. Well, at least you had pants on. Thank God that you had pants on. Because if you did not have pants
0: on, this would totally look so so much worse.
1: I had pants on in a hospital. And then it started, I was freezing. It was cold, dude. That mountain air was crisp. It was bad. So it took me a minute, dude. And then my, you know, my boyfriend at the time was not impressed. And I wouldn't be impressed either. Like I'm a grown woman walking through town like it's goddamn... a a fucking thriller video like a zombie in a hospital gown just hung over to shit with high anxiety like I was like dude I just want to give up and just sit on this bench and like just quit life yeah but I had to
0: keep going there's nothing worse I'm sorry but I mean there is nothing worse that will push you over to the edge than a
1: Denver Colorado hangover like oh God. The yeah, the altitude, the anxiety, the art, uh, the hangover, the cartel cocaine hangover. It's too much, man. It was too much for little UJ. I was dying, and I sat in shame. You know what I mean? And it's just like I think about that. So you saying like hospital? Then we're talking about the holidays. That just like triggered a memory that I forgot about. You know, yeah, I fucking compartmentalized that one. Like, oh my god, just. And then just a few days later, feeling better and back behind the bar, moving into shaking, like none of that ever happened. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's what I'm trying to suggest is if you can try to compartmentalize some of these moments in your life, especially in your active addiction, and just look at it like, okay, was that laughable? Like, let's not get it twisted. The next day after remembering coming to after my last (laughs) drinking Christmas party, it, there was a moment of like, oh my God. And then when I confirmed it with Bod, it was like, oh my God. <laughs> then I had to start laughing about it a couple of days because it's just so outrageous that sometimes there's stuff that would come out of people's mouth when drinking.
1: Yeah. And you guys might say, I know everyone thinks like I'm the animal, but <laughs> I know Courtney's like a lady and a business owner and like a mom and like. Is with the shit. She's great. She's grown so much. But this fucking bitch, like, was wild. There's a Halloween party she had at her bar she used to run. And I came up to say hi after my bar shift. And this bitch was fucking laying behind the bar. Just people were bartending over her. Like, guests were getting their own drinks. (laughs) Like, I'm not the only animal on this show, within a show. No, there's two. It takes
0: two to tango here, sister. (laughs) Yes, there is a lot of memories of stuff, but that was Halloween. We could have saved that for next Halloween for Stories of the Street. We'll bring it back up next year. Yeah, I was, I was a slutty, I was a slutty Robin
1: Hood. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Your stupid fucking outfit. I showed up as the Burger King man. Right.
0: But I mean people had fun at that Halloween party. That was a good time. That was a good one until I blacked out on that one. Woo.
1: Yes. I had a I had a blast. I drank for free because you were fucking passed out behind the bar. So it was a free for all. And she still had a job, ladies and gentlemen. Bravo, Courtney. <laughs> That's
0: why I think I think
1: my previous
0: employer when I worked at that bar for so many years at the book party I I said thank you for employing me thank god thank you for enabling me
1: <laughs> Then here is a fucking address for an Al-Anon meeting sir <laughs> <laughs> And I also would like you to read my favorite book Codependent No More
0: Oh man but God bless I mean heart 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 of
1: gold and still, still listen we have had some great bosses we yeah. like uh, courtney and i have always been blessed with good but bo- here's the deal like our personalities like people want to hate wanted to hate us so bad but they just couldn't so it got us out of a lot of shit which is it not really did. A good,
0: it's, that's not always a good thing
1: though. it's not a good thing because mm-hmm. we like it never learned the lesson right because right. we never felt like the fallout because like our family dynamic is very like brush it under the rug and keep it moving there's not going to be any conversation there'll be no real healing going on there'll be no accountability so we never dealt with shit like that and then like our employers they just didn't know what the fuck to do with us and but uh you know we're people that we just made them a lot of fucking money and they liked us so it's like we never we never felt the fallout of any punishment. Like there was never any like two week suspension or getting pulled into the office and like getting written up, like just none of that happened. And I don't understand how, because these days that shit would not fly. Well, no. However,
0: I was suspended at one time from drinking at that. establishment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, you know what? I think Vicky, RIP, my best boss I've ever had. This lady was incredible. I got, sent home for three hours to go sober up. And then she called me back because it was St. Patrick's Day and I had to come back and, and work. She took my keys away from the bar for three hours. And then, oh, uh, she slid them back to me when I got back. She's like, here you go. I was like, oh, I thought I was, in, I thought I was getting fired. She's like, what? No, get back to work. Yeah. But the landscape,
0: the landscape of, but we, ha- okay. We'll just wrap this up real quick. The landscape of. Bars and privately owned bars, the mom and pop compared to corporate is completely different. But in the last few years, also, too, I mean, even before COVID, there was a shift in it on like what you could start doing and what you couldn't, you know? Yeah, it became no fun. No, yeah. It became no fun. And that was even before COVID. Like, I mean, cause me working and it's still sober. I, I saw a shift in the dynamic switch of, of no fun, but I have to also say too, that also goes to the staff. Of yeah. who You have working for you of like who you can have create, make a very awesome energy dynamic in there you know and and that what what a person can bring out if a person can bring that out you can have a whole fucking bar on fire in the best way
1: that's us yeah the fucking crowd hyper i still i'm 44 years old and i still do it still create a vibe yeah at work and then i got these young kids these fucking duds who are like robots. And I'm like, yo, you, you're allowed to have fun. Like, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll always be like him. You, how you talk to your guests is wild. I was like, dude, they're human. Be- what do you mean? Like people are out to have fun. They're spending a ton of money right. and they're always going to remember me. Why don't you get on board and create a vibe? So people like want to come here. How about that? Right. Put your shit together.
0: And if you have read, or haven't read yet, "Silver Vibes, A Guide to Thriving in Your First Three Months Without Alcohol. Wink, wink, sister. Plug, plug. (laughs) Plug, plug. That there is a part in that book, which my sister forgot about until she read, where I explain my sister and I's dynamic of her and I, for the most part, when we were drinking, of us at a Red Lobster during the holiday time, getting the whole bar (laughs)
1: shit-faced. whole, the whole bar. Courtney and I went shopping one year over at 12 Oaks Mall in Novi, Michigan, and decided to go stop at one of my dad's stores. And uh, he definitely got a phone call about it. But we were the crowd hypers and people were who gets people fucked up at a red lobster bar. But we did. And people who weren't even drinking, they were in there having hot tea. By God, by the end of us dealing with them, they were doing shots of tequila and drinking lobster Ritas. It was fucking nuts. That was probably another time where our bill was like six hundred dollars, like yeah, it was insanity, but we had a good time
0: uh, like I mean and everybody around us had a good time, but we were like pushers. We
1: didn't take no for an answer, so anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't give a fuck it, not even there's not even Cheddar Bay biscuits can hold us back. No, but that was a good. That was a fun night. But that's what I'm saying. Compartmentalized.
0: That was a fun night, and we went on, and and that was a good time. It might have not been a good time for uh, other people who had a couple shots that night and felt like garbage the next
1: day because they weren't used to that. But we had a good time. Yeah, that was just like a but, Tuesday for us.
0: I know, but that's something that I will never. That's why I won't ever dismiss my whole my 10 years of that active relationship with alcohol. I won't pretend it didn't happen because I still had some good times out of it. And like where we're sitting here laughing, I, you know, me being drunk for, I asked uh, my owner if he liked blowjobs,
1: blowies, like, blowing so do you like blowies? Oh That's my God. how it went. I know. I can. I can hear you ringing through my ears. I know exactly how it went. I know exactly how your little pointer finger was pointing at the man, and just how it looked. I know, and right. I wasn't even there. Right. So I just, I, I, I listen. They I say empower,
0: I empower anybody though to not sit in all of that and be like, all of it was. It wasn't worth it. Like it just like I because
1: I just don't. Because that's a part of your best of times, and it was the worst of times. Right, exactly. You know, so, uh, and Courtney and and I's approach, it might not be for everybody, but this is just what works for us, because it's just how to get through it. I mean, because there were just some pretty bad events, like the low of the low. And you know that it's like, okay, but I also can't just dwell in that. And I got to and obviously, as you all know, we use our humor as a trauma response. Mm -hmm. And but you know, it, it is what it is. And that's what we're here to speak, you know, from fucking blowies to walking through the city you live in in hospital gowns. I mean, shit happens. We're alive. We're here today to talk about it. And like, I don't give a fuck. It's all okay. It's made me the person who I am today and I just want everybody to be healthy, happy and love themselves. That is the goal. That's
0: right. Snap snap. We'll end on that. Make sure you guys check out the merch in the show notes below. My the free workshop information to sign up is in the show notes below. The fix is in the show notes below. So come have a hang support the show grab my book for the holidays all of it follow sissy on instagram
1: yep at mademoiselle kimberly and like i said y'all i still am an insomniac so if anyone's up and not you know need someone to talk to i'm here you know right we're here exactly all right
0: stay safe and keep on trucking bye